Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHKs I'm known, and we watched two things this week. We watched the fifth episode of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law on Disney+, and then the fourth episode of The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power on Amazon Prime. Major spoiler alert for both of those things. And then be sure to stay tuned after the main discussion, as there are a couple of quick follow-up points. And without further ado, here's We're Watching What? All right. Avengers Assemble. We are here. We have episode five. Are we, how are we feeling about it? This is the, the first episode. I think I said that we, you know, we were all caught up and experiencing it at the same time. Matt, I'll check in with you first since one, we got a little tease that hopefully made you more invested in the show. And two, you have been the most tepid of the three of us at this point. Yeah, I thought it was, it was fun. I liked the Titania stuff. I think it's been, obviously it's been teasing that she'll be back, but I've been wanting her to come back because I do think she's funny. But it's funny because I, I just was trying to imagine how I would have reacted to the tease if we didn't know he was in it. Mm -hmm. And it makes me mm -hmm. sad that we knew. Because then it's like the I tease know. is like, okay, maybe he's next week. Okay, yay. But I thought the same. Was like, like, I, was like, I was so sad. I was like, oh, why did they give us away then? Because it clearly was yeah. meant to be like a, like a, oh my God moment for people mm -hmm. who understood what it meant. And so they didn't honor that filmmaker that way. Do you know what I mean? Because the filmmaker or whoever did that to be a tease right yeah or at the very least even if you said that matt murdoch will appear that helmet being that it's yellow and stuff i mean even that would be a little fun thing that the people who care would be like about his Ooh, different looks yeah. in the comics at least, you know right. would at least be like oh yay but instead yeah. it's like it didn't all it told us is that he is now working with this fashion designer <laughs> which is right fine. right <laughs> but like okay you know <laughs> regardless i'm excited to see him in the show so i'm happy about that and so i'm looking more forward to this episode than i had been looking forward to any of them so far which is great i know i felt that way though at d23 when they they gave us the scene i was like oh i don't like like it was like oh this is kind of a bummer because we're going to see it so i kind of i don't know i would have preferred it was just in the show like it's fun i guess being in the audience with people when it happens but i just feel like that it was stuff a odd. is yeah, I just I love those moments. And that's why, you know, I try to watch as soon as possible. And it's just like, I feel like this, this show in particular, we haven't really gotten anything like that, at least to me, where the next day I would be like, oh, my God, I would die if someone had spoiled that. Right. We talked about that last week, where it's just like, for me, especially, is this going to become a must watch? Because now I'm caught up. And, and in some ways it was because I would have been pissed. The thing for me is I loved that Avengers Avengers thing I thought it was so funny and cute and ridiculous and I want that merch very badly but I you know I, I if I'd seen the the internet reactions to it before I'd seen the episode I would have been pissed because it gave it away immediately and you know it's it's not a huge spoiler but it's just like a fun thing to discover within the context of the episode and so now it has become a must watch because everyone's a monster yeah yeah that's true and the Madison stuff she was all over the place after right episode. yeah Another thing I thought was, was an interesting choice is if this guy's designing Daredevil's suit, aren't they in Los Angeles? Yes. Yes. So then I'm wondering, I, obviously the question was to be, why is he there anyway? But I figured they would explain that. But to be like working with someone in LA making a suit now, because in the Netflix show, at least if we're continuing that continuity, he it was working with Melvin he's Potter, which, you know, oh, in yeah. Hell's Kitchen, which he's now arrested. So whatever. But. It's just an interesting plot point if they are going to go 
since we are going to be getting this Daredevil reborn, is it something where they are going to be taking him to the West Coast, which he has done in the comics, but I'm curious what the reasons will be and stuff like that, if that's what they're doing. I could see it being just for the purposes of crossover, honestly, and like, especially given the way that they're doing the new Daredevil, just the, that he's being integrated into this new series, the or all these new like series universes that it's a good jumping off point. Also, it seems like this designer is like the Edna mode of, you know, this universe now where, because we don't know how many years after Reborn or after the previous, the Netflix Daredevil, this one, the new one will take place. So maybe, you know, maybe what's his face is retired. It's, you know, there's a million reasons why he could be working with this new. Oh, well, he's, yeah, he got arrested. Well, and he's arrested, but you know, it Uh, that's never stopped anybody in any comic book. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was very dramatic. He betrayed Daredevil and all this, whatever. So I doubt. Well, that's a good reason to not work with. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not not mad about him working with a new designer. It's just a a choice to have it be someone in LA based. And I'm just curious to see like. Well, right. And then, but that way it puts him in the path of. Yeah. Jen Walters. You know, who's in California. That might, I mean, I don't know if they would ever do it, but Jessica Drew, like Spider-Woman, is West Coast, and she does, you know, like detective work and stuff, too. So in theory, she could work pretty well with um, him if they wanted to tie that in. Yeah, and she has. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. The only reason, well, I'm, this is something to look up. I don't know if. Disney owns Spider, like outright can use, or if it's a complicated Sony deal. It's well, it's, I mean, it. She was created well after that, I think. Spider. Yeah, it's hard because I don't know what of the Spider Verse. Yeah, like what, which Spider people is it? Like you know, like was it right. like yeah, it's right towards? You know, because well, um, she's been around long enough know. to where, like, yeah, like where they made their deal. I yeah. Yeah, that's because they own the vil- they own a lot of the villains and stuff, and I think obviously they own Gwen and they own do they other own, spider people, but I don't think they own Silk, right? Because they do, they do they own do, Silk. I think because wasn't there yes, an announced they thing do. where they were going to be? Doing I thought a Silk it was a Marvel thing. thing, but it wasn't. It was a Sony thing, I guess. It, it was a Sony Marvel, like you know, we have yeah, brand. We, we yeah. are working in yeah. Because isn't uh they announced it a couple of years ago? Um, I remember being very excited, and then it went nowhere. Maybe it is it all might, this. It might people. still go. God, who did it? Because it's Cindy Moon, right? And she's like, she's Korean or Korean American. And I was very excited. Yeah, I don't know if they're still working on that, but I do believe that is a Sony play. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a bummer. Um, but you know, there's a newer, well, newer in the last like 10 year comic where um, Mockingbird is in California doing private eye stuff too. Oh. But, and then they did that whole thing with, you know, Clint's wife, right? And she was yeah. Mockingbird, but is she like, yeah, so that's, it's interesting to know if that was just a tease of like, oh, ha ha, nod, nod, wink, wink, or if it was supposed to be alluding to the fact that like Mockingbird is a mantle that people will take up and someone could be a Mockingbird at some point, which could be kind of cool. Oh, okay. Interesting. So a live action TV series based on Silk is in the work at Sony Pictures Television with Phil Lord and Chris Miller serving as executive producers, but it might be on Amazon Prime Video. Oh, it's a, a two years old news. September 2020. Yeah, because I remember I remember that got announced. I remember yeah, that got is- announced too, and I was like, oh. And it's like, who knows? Because that got announced, but then I didn't actually, I should have clicked and read the article, but I just saw something literally the other day as I was like scanning the winter webs that 
I think Madam Web and Craven got like delayed or something a lot or something. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know what they're doing. If they're like right going back to the drawing board and kind of reassessing things. <laughs> I mean, so yeah. Because wasn't, who was, who was doing Madam Web? I thought it was. Well, my wife thought... is supposed to be in it, but I don't know who's right. Yeah, but, but I thought, I thought Olivia Wilde was involved in something. I could be wrong. Oh, I thought yeah. it... no, she no, yeah. no, she was. But we all thought maybe she was me, Spider Woman. Remember, because it was like a spider. We thought it was Jessica Drew, project. but we don't know. Yeah, yeah. But she didn't ever I say. Forgot. I don't think. Right. Right. I think. I, think, I think we thought confirmed. she was going to be doing Spider Woman. Right. Okay. Right. So but then I don't think we ever knew. Yeah. The la- one of the last rumors for her thing was that she was developing a female-centric Sony Marvel film, possibly Spider Woman, possibly not. So yeah, so it I sounds remember, like though that Spider Woman lives. Back to me. Yeah. Yeah, Spider-Woman lives in the Sony back. universe. Yeah. Back. <laughs> well, and with that stuff, who knows how those rights all kind of, like, obviously they were. I don't think they're going the anywhere films, near the TV shows then. Yeah. I'm sure, yeah, it probably won't, which is a bummer. Right. Because I just hate to have the limitations, you know? Okay, so speaking of weird rights, well, a comment about the episode is that I was surprised how quickly the legal battle was resolved. Like, it's not the biggest legal battle in the history yeah. of mankind, but I was like, oh, this is, that's very fast. And then, because I'm a huge nerd... I went to look up whether or not they had trademarked Avengers and Avenger. <laughs> They've not trademarked Avengers, but Avenger is trademarked by someone else and it is it pertains to medical devices, namely intravascular catheters. Wild. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then I, and then I went in like a, a deep dive and all the things that they have trademarked under Avengers and so like the Avengers the Kang Dynasty has I think some of the most trademarks under it and it, it's like applicable to goods and services including binoculars decorative magnets microphones helmets flotation vests protective face masks for the prevention of accident or injury snorkel swimming goggles swim masks i'm like what are you doing with all of these things in addition <laughs> to like recording you know film image whatever yeah. but i was like wow we're merchandising the shit out of this oh yeah i'm sure they're just taking after the success of like Endgame, and they're like this is our next big big swing they're like yeah. just going ahead and just doing everything <laughs> which right and then there's like it. multiple records it's like pet collar accessories namely pendants pet jewelry <laughs> well i feel like in those things they probably just name everything everything why yes. not yeah you know what i mean like there's no harm in naming it and then you know right not doing it case. the cost Temporary probably tattoo transfers Yes. Plastic sandwich bags. I'm, I didn't even click on some of the other records. Now I'm learning even more fun things. Fanny packs. Oh, hell yeah. I wanted a, a Kang Dynasty fanny pack. <laughs> but anyway, I did think it was very funny that they didn't do it. And then I thought about it. And I was like, they will use the exact logic that they applied in the episode. If anybody tries mm-hmm. to make actual Avengers or Avengers merch aside from themselves, they'll be like, actually, sorry, here's literally the record of us putting it into the zeitgeist. Like we were going to yeah. trademark it first. Yeah. Well played, Marvel. Was, well played. Yeah, and it was cute that they went with the dating profile thing and it made that matter more. But I will say, to your point of it getting resolved, obviously it was a silly little legal battle anyway, so it was for the comedy, really. Yeah. Uh, and also, I guess, to teach her that like she really does, she has somehow grown attached to the name and wants it and everything. And it's like, right, you right, know, right. clever little way to kind of backwardsly, that's even a word, but you know, do that. Mm-hmm. But it did kind of call to attention to me where I was like, okay, we're at a point where I get it's the sitcom vibe and they're standalone for the most part and they're fun and this and that. But I am kind of looking for something more like a thread that's kind of, I'm like, where is this going? And do, and do I care? Or is, does mm-hmm. it have to go anywhere? I don't know. But I'm, you know what I mean? Like, 
usually by yeah. this mm-hmm. point in a show, you kind of are, okay, I see an overarching thing. Mm-hmm. But the overarching thing has really just been like her dealing with now being a Hulk, which she seems to be doing very well now. So, right. so it's like, you know I mean, like it's not, she's kind of seems to have worked a lot of those kinks out. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, well, what, what is Yeah, no, about? I agree. I, I think part of my craving for the like little hints to matter is, you know, I do ultimately want basically everything I watch to tie into the main story somehow, right? I just mm-hmm. crave that. I want that, you know, and is that fair? I don't know. But I, I definitely crave and desire everything to like really be well put together in the end. And I think that's the problem with Marvel having done so well at the end there, getting everything together and moving things, you know, is now we just expect it all to tie in and I want it to, but anyway, very long winded way of saying, I don't know if it needs it. I'm enjoying myself very thoroughly. I really like the comedy and maybe we're just at the point where we just get little one-off character things, you know, that are different and don't necessarily tie much further into anything but I do crave it like I'm saying I'm I miss looking forward and thinking yeah. oh my god are we gonna see blah what you know whatever it is because right. right now but even I have predictions for anything because I don't really there's nothing to predict there's no indicator of any sort of indicator yeah, of any yeah. and so it's like I miss that part of it but I am really enjoying like but even if it's not connecting to the larger MCU theories and all these things, it's something where I'm kind of like, even the most basic sitcom has multiple episode arcs that end up happening. And I feel like this yeah. Titania trademark is like the closest we've gotten to it calling back to something that started earlier in the season, you know? And I feel like right. so far everything's been so kind of one-off and solved yeah. within that episode. I thought the Blonsky thing was going to be it maybe and kind mm-hmm. of make this bigger drama. Maybe it'll make mm-hmm. a comeback, but I'm looking for those just like threads that are making me think like, okay, I'm watching this week and it mattered that I watched last week. And I, I right. to, you know, and, and it, it does matter, but you know, a little bit something. And I, I'm just wondering if we'll get it. We, we might, I still have faith that even if we don't, I'm still having a much better time watching it than I am say something like moon Knight, where it was like, yeah, it mm-hmm. did matter if you watched the week before. And we, I was asking the question, like, where does this tie into the greater universe, which I don't feel like I got an answer to necessarily, but at least, I, you know, and I, I was not miserable, but I did not enjoy watching that show. So at least this, I'm like, okay, it's light, it's fluffy, it's fun. Like, if it doesn't go anywhere, I, I'll be a little, not disappointed, but maybe confused, but I won't be angry that I watched it as opposed to Moon Knight, where I'm like, there's hours of my life I didn't get back. Yeah, I mean, lowest bar of all time, but I do agree. Right. You know, like, it's, <laughs> but it's out there, you know, it's out, it's out there. It, it, <laughs> it is, I mean, it has to be counted. It's, you know, yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. I'm enjoying myself thoroughly. I've actually been watching most of the episodes more than once. And so I'm getting something out of it, which is good. But yeah, I miss, I miss the prediction plot. Like I want to be able to say, oh, I think this is what's going to happen next or, yeah. you know, whatever. And right now we don't have any real idea where it's going. So yeah. Or maybe maybe the clues have been real subtle. We don't know. Also yeah, who knows? And, and like you said, I mean, it's it's a fun watch, but it's if nothing else, it's an absolutely easy watch, which is a lot more than I can say for something like Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. It's very easy. They're very quick. They are over before they start kind of thing where it's just, you know, they it's enjoyable, mindless and everything so far. Oh, my and God. How annoying totally was it? Enough. There was no um, end tag. Thing in, in tag. Yeah. 
I was like, like you can't do I, four in tags in a row and then uh, suddenly oh, yeah. not give us one. I, I thought something Daredevil was wrong was, like, with mine. Be it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, did somebody mess up in like the edit? Like I, because I thought they were very open about being uh, saying there was an end tag for every episode. Maybe maybe someone did mess up in the editing because I'm I was just so confused. You can't do four in a row and then not give us one. I remember that now, and I forgot because I, in my mind, replaced it with the Daredevil scene because it felt like that kind of thing. Well, I rewound, and I was like, did I miss, yeah. like, a one end well, card too. that split out the, like, yeah. Daredevil scene as a byproduct? And I was like, I don't Nothing. think so, but this... No, you're totally let's right. Assume, let's I just assume mean, like, it was. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, I, I'm going to assume it was because, like, you know, it served the same purpose as an end tag that, uh, yeah. Well, because I thought maybe I somehow, like, spaced out on my phone or something and just totally mm-hmm. missed it so i like went back yeah. and rewatched the credits and i was like oh okay yeah no, no it's uh, obnoxious threw, threw especially me, when they haven't well. really mattered right they've been just fun and anecdotal so it's like why would you just do it you know because sometimes right. yeah. like, you watch one division there were a couple that had them toward the end but it was like because they were teasing something big but this was like you've just been doing them for laughs and then this one you just didn't have any <laughs> it's like okay right even I'm something excited. else with like Titania or something would have been funny, you know. I've just been yeah. trained to sit there and watch, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they got us good, but how dare they? How right? <laughs> oh no! Apparently, not every episode gets one. I am mistaken. Yeah, but four in a row, and then not the fifth, <laughs> and then just rude. to be like, just kidding. And but then not but again, not only four like... in a row to not give us one, but also give us one is a little confusing for yeah. wise. But also again to like be giving us ones that for the most part do not matter. They're just little right, funny right, right. asides. It's like why not just do it every time? <laughs> like or why do those? It's just it's a, right. it, it, it begs a lot. Well, I mean this the Steve Rogers Fox one is the most important end tag in the entire MCU. So I will not be yeah, taking I mean, questions. Aside <laughs> aside from the one where she was like helping them move stuff, which was also fine. I just didn't care. They've been funny, and I like, you know, yeah. I thought I, I liked the Meg the Stallion one. And I thought, yeah, I don't know. So it's just weird to just all of a sudden, yeah. But yeah. We'll all right. See. Well, I won't ask us if we have predictions for next week because we don't. Although I'll, I predict I'll say we're we going to see Matt Murdock. Right. I was going to say we have four episodes <laughs> left, so we're seeing Matt Murdock at some point. That's a good. That's a very honestly, good prediction. Honestly, these assholes may not though. It may be like this, like deep tease. Like maybe we'll get them like <laughs> in like two or three weeks from now. Well, but not to I think we'll spoil majorly, but given what we saw at yeah. D23, I think we at least have to introduce the two of them to have it make sense that they are like on some sort of mission together, Sure, you yeah. know, even at a full episode later. For some reason, I guess the in tag that we saw at D23 made me think that they're definitely in more than one episode together. Right. Just given how short they are, especially. I hope so. Like, yeah. That would be quite an aggressive. That's what it just like, felt like. For me, yeah. just because I don't know, but well, I mean, we'll see. Of course, I just it made me think that this was a longer, yeah. at least a two episode arc. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would yeah. like that, especially. I mean, I obviously I'm biased, but I think because his return is is something that's like it was so in flux and like who knows. And then obviously he but, well, not not only that they have but, now hyped it up so much that I'm like you can't they've hyped it. Yeah, you're right. You know, you've you've already right, you made it a teaser. Good, you you right? that was your like preview footage. You know, you trotted them out. You announced a new series. Like give us give us something. Yeah. So I would love if if they were up against each I'm other. I'm thinking it gives us the gravitas we're looking for. You know, in the storyline. Sure. Yeah. And ties us back into other things happening in MCU. Yeah, I'm going to guess, actually, that they meet, well, because uh, she's uh, too much in the weeds of, like, the things that and people haven't seen the, the the D23 clip. But, like, she's, you know, she's got, like, a hero costume at that point. So mm-hmm. I would assume that, like, they meet at the 
costume. But we saw her pick up the hero costume thing already. Oh, right. All right. Well, we'll find out. Yeah. We shall see. All right. We shall see. Moving on to the rings of power. Who is Sauron? Are they all Sauron? Are we all Sauron? <laughs> Everyone's Sauron. Everyone's, Everyone's Sauron. Sauron. Sauron is everywhere. Legitimately, I was so into the beginning of this episode and I was having internet problems. Oh, no. And it would get to the point where the water was like coming at Numenor, right? Uh-huh. And like crashing through things and then die. And I, <laughs> I literally watched it three or four times and then it would die every time at the water. That's, that's where the prophecy would, ends. It's over. Numenor is done. Your, yeah, your internet is done. I was sitting there like, oh my God, did we like time jump or something? Like what happened? Like, cause I didn't realize it was a dream yet because I never got to the point where she wakes up, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so anyway, that was my long winded way of saying that was very dramatic for me. And I was like, very. Well, that's traumatizing. You know, I was so head spun about the whole thing. I was like, oh, my God, what is going on? <laughs> you know, this plot so quickly. Like, no, that was just the end of the show. They were just like, yeah. I was like, how, how do we like, get here? We- what? You know, I was like, what, my stupid internet wouldn't work. And, and I was just, I was seriously debating watching on my phone. And I feel very strongly that I don't like watching things I want to see on tiny screens. And so yeah. I was having a very difficult time but anyway i did yeah. eventually get to watch the whole episode so it's like oh did we say we committed to five seasons we meant five episodes it's over goodbye yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and by five episodes what? we mean like like five minutes of one episode because legit yeah, five like, minutes of, of episode five here yep they're like no nope, like, you know as a queen you think she would at least try to give the infant back you know yeah. when she starts seeing the the tidal wave come as someone She's who saw this region. scene quite a few times Mm-hmm. I, uh, <laughs> yes. Keep I had a lot of I was a you know yeah exactly really well aware of, she held on to that baby if I was that mother I'd be like bitch let's <laughs> put it back <laughs> I know no, it's pointless but we need to hold it yeah like, at that point we're all doomed <laughs> just just go with it I realize we're dying but it needs to be in my arms while I'm running oh well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it should die with its mother you know yeah. <laughs> you know you know, oh, you know as far as beautiful. disasters go so the like the light, um, the chandeliers were really pretty in that scene. <laughs> the I noticed to, like, a lot, you guys. Yeah, was, oh, yeah, was... yeah. You got to, you got yeah. in there good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, like having Matt mostly your background knowledge and explanation of this helps contextualize this episode a lot for me. Like going into it, where I was like, okay, I get, I get better. Like the power dynamic and the, the yes, the old king is like you know sickly and we don't want to know it but there's also like the friend you know so her whole spiel when she's telling galadriel about like yes and then this is why we did this and that and that i was like okay i don't know if i would have gotten that immediately on upon first watch i mean i would have but it was more helpful to have like context going in yeah that's why i'm I'm actually curious i don't know i know thus far like jackie you've been enjoying it a lot too i don't know how successful they are at really really setting things up for people that don't know like what happened in the first stage. <laughs> and and that's my I guess a kind of a, a broad question. My my example, my parents are really enjoying the show and they like look forward to it every week and stuff, which actually kind of surprised me. But they my dad's like he's asking me he's been asking me questions and stuff and he's just like, Yeah, I don't really know what's going on half the time, but I really like it. And I was like <laughs> Yeah. I mean I but, think that's how a lot of our parents felt about Game of Thrones, you know. Yeah, probably. Yeah. My parents didn't watch that, but like 
most things that they do watch, they they understand. And that, it's not that they don't understand this. They they're catch, they know what's going on with. The yeah, they just don't understand level. the stakes and like the severity of yeah, what these things so, are leading to. Yeah, that he'll like send me lists of like clarity questions and stuff. And, <laughs> That's um, adorable. You know, yeah, and I'll give him what I can and what I know and what I don't because I don't know everything. You know, it's just like, but of what I do. Well, know, I guess I will say. Literally today, I started looking for podcasts of people talking about the show mm. because I wanted to be able to hear from like Tolkien experts and like people who it's like, I'm know sorry, a are little not bit. Literally recording a podcast talking about the show. No, I get it. <laughs> well, We're yeah, not experts. It's like a different. It's a different. Yeah, age, yeah. I, you know? I know. I know. And it's more like I want to hear people who are experts on it talk about it. You know right. what I mean? Hyper, hyper I focused. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't have the full context necessarily for everything that's going on and I want to so it reminds me and that way it reminds me a lot of Game of Thrones because I got in pretty heavy into some of those podcasts too even though I had read the books and done you know whatever it was I don't know I like that kind of yeah it's interesting because like you know because we don't cover it that way in depth but I am I'm curious like oh you know how much of it do you give away you know like if somebody if somebody was listening and didn't know about the fall of Numenor right and then you're like oh by the way like that destruction about to be real like not just a prophecy is about a thing like they are about to get Atlantis like whatever it is you know I I I would be curious from a content perspective just like how much do you want to tell people about it or or how much do you need to do the educational work and like will that spoil the show for them or does it make it more useful like us where it's like oh yeah, yeah well i i know i knew it fell i just like didn't remember exactly like the steps well, leading I think into it it's gonna be two different experiences i think remember how people felt about the red wedding and they hadn't read the book sure do you know and so yeah those of us who had read the book were like vaguely disappointed because it wasn't actually as bad as it is in the books right right but we were still sort of enjoying ourselves that the TV show went there, right, and did all right. of the, you know, most of what was supposed to be done. And then the whole internet that hadn't known it was going to happen freaked out and was, like, beside themselves. And so I right. think, like, it's just going to be kind of a different levels of feeling towards it. And if they're doing good storytelling, which I believe they are currently, then both sets will enjoy themselves. Oh, yeah, no, no, absolutely. You know what I'm I mean? talking about as an audience member, if you are choosing to listen to like a deep dive podcast, right? You know, do you choose the one that is going to tell you every single thing oh, beforehand okay. or, and how does that impact your viewing experience? Because you're like, okay, cool. Now I understand the severity of that vision, right? And now I know what to look for as opposed to before you were just going into it kind of blind being like, something bad might happen. You know, it's just, it's, you're basically choosing the path of spoilers, but not having read the books, <laughs> which is fine. It's not, there's nothing wrong with that, you know, but it is a, it's a, I think it's an active, like supplemental decision to your viewing process. Yeah. Like that's the line that I walk because I want, like when I'm talking about the show and stuff and it's like, if someone's blatantly asking me questions, I'll answer them. But then I also like look at it and I'm like, well, for people who have, don't know the first stage very well, if I have a very, for example, Adar, right? That guy. You mean daddy? I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I I have a, a, a very, I don't know if it's going to be something that could for, come to fruition at all, but I have a very like detailed theory about who that is. But it's a theory that if you, Adar, the, our, the our elf, kind the, of the leading the elf. orcs. Yeah, like our, our starting Going to fall apart. I call him Is that wrong? No, Arondir is the um is the the, the elf the we've been following the, the whole time. 
Adar is the one who he met this episode that the orcs are like deferring to. Oh, okay, got you. Sorry, the older guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, okay. like yeah, I have no, a very, no. very no, in-depth theory about who that might be, but it's a person or it's an elf that you would have zero. You would you never would have heard of unless. No, I'm not talking about like so that level. Of... Where... Yeah. Oh no, I know. But I, I look at it and I'm saying I could go and say, oh, this is my theory, and this is why I think it's him, and here's his history. But then it's like, well, if it is him then I want to trust that the show will flesh out and make you care enough about why he's important. But I don't know that they will or can because I don't know what they can do from the first stage. <laughs> so right. it, it, it intrigues me greatly and it works for me because I know the information. And if it is him, I'll be very happy. <laughs> but Okay. Can I, can I put my know? Adar theory out there? Yeah. Mouth of Sauron. Yeah. That could be uh, cool. Like becomes the mouth of Sauron. Becomes the mouth of Sauron. That's my yeah. Vague. Only because he's like clear, seems to be somehow like already clearing the way, doing some of the groundwork. Mm-hmm. It's either that or the Witch King, but I don't. He doesn't seem magical, so those yeah, are, those are my two current working theories. I believe the witch. I believe. I, well, I guess we don't know, but all of the ring wraiths were kings of men, right? So I don't think it would be an elf, which gives yeah, it more likely to be the guy who's at Numenor right now than than Elfie dude. Mm-hmm. But but that's the why I'm going Mouth of Sauron. Jackie, Sorry, do you have an Adar theory about who? Or what? Daddy is. I need to stop calling him that. Because it's just so funny. They're like, it means father. <laughs> no, I was like, oh, okay, that's oh, why. He said, I don't mean. That's what the. That's what. That's what. Yeah. dear, your boy asks. He's like, why do they keep calling him father? And I'm like, yeah, why do they keep calling him father? He says, call me daddy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think. No, I don't have a theory actually. Okay. I mean, they could do interesting. Know. Yeah, they could do interesting things with them. I think. I think. It, one of the things I think the show is doing very successfully is, you know, that the meme you sent us, Dana, but we've been seeing people on the internet, whatever, like everyone's like, Sauron. It it has been fun to go down these rabbit holes in your head about like how or why that could be Sauron or how that could be Sauron. Mm-hmm. And I think regardless of the knowledge you have prior and the knowledge you have of Sauron in the second age or don't have, you can still guess any new character <laughs> you could right. really make a reasonable for whatever you because the rules i mean what are the rules you know like you could right. really there's, there's like five and, exempt character maybe like 10 where it's like cool we know it's not yeah. galadriel we know it's not uh, elrond you know we know it's not yeah. gil galad we know it's not kelly brimbor borim i don't know I, I was doing well on the well, up until that point um, but it's it's fun to be able to kind of theorize and it's kind of i didn't expect that to be a thing in the show where you're like guessing who Sauron is, and yeah. I think that's kind of fun, yeah. <laughs> you know, like because it I makes it like it's a mystery. So fun, though. You know? I think it's, it's, it's like, like a, a murder mystery, except for it's yeah. A I mean, <laughs> I kind of hope it's on purpose and that they'll tease us for a very long time. I think that would yeah. be really. I guess yeah. yeah. I didn't expect for them to be shrouding things in mystery the way that it's not quite the same, but kind of the way that Strider is Aragorn type of thing, right? Where they're doing that thing where mm-hmm. it's like this person that comes across. That's a little different because it's a big reveal in the books that you already know about if you've read them but if you just were watching lord of the rings for the first time without having read anything you may have been surprised halfway through the film to learn that he was the the heir to isildur <laughs> you know like that's kind of exciting but it obviously was less but if, if if fellowship the ring was made the way this is and it was a full season for just that it would have been a cool reveal you know at some point learning yeah, so that he's not just a ranger this is my question assuming that we get five seasons of the show do we think we are going to find out who Sauron is in this first season? Or do we think it's going to be like a multi-season mystery? Because keep in mind, it might get old at some point. 
you know, like yeah. a couple seasons and we're like, we know he's the big bad and he's coming. Like you have to give, you have to, sh- he has to show up at some point. So do we think it's a, a season one cliffhanger? Do we think it's like a penultimate, like what, or, or a season two? Like, where do we think this is, we're going to find out who Sauron is? The only reason I think we will find out is, well, two reasons is because they showed that elf looking guy in the trailer that feels like it has to be Sauron, but I guess maybe not, at least in one of his forms, right? His Anatar mm-hmm. form or something. Maybe it's not, but it feels that way to me. And also, at at what point, you're calling the show Rings of Power, but is it culminating in these rings being made in season three? Or like, you know, when are they going to start being made? And mm-hmm. they, mm-hmm. one thing that I think they should stick to, at least for accuracy, is like Sauron is the reason they get made. And so someone right. has to be in Celebrimbor's ear getting those made. And I feel like we should see who that is. And that should be Sauron. But. You know, who knows? They could do any number of things. I do think it'd be fun to stretch it and not find out. Maybe like a, like a finale reveal mm-hmm. or something would be kind of fun. Yeah, I kind of hope they string it through too. I think if the, I, there's a way to do it that like you could probably get two seasons out of it. But I think at a certain point we will grow tired of being like, okay, we, this needs to, you know, mm-hmm. because it is the the nemesis in this and, and a faceless nemesis for that long starts to get a little tedious i think it does and i think it'd be really fun because also you know we can't forget we have the mystery of meteor man which we didn't see the harfoots this episode but i think it'd be really fun like let's just say in some wild world that i am correct that it's a balrog (laughs) or the balrog (laughs) uh and I, i just imagine right i would just adore this whole show going this whole season with like leading people along and people thinking it's possible this guy's a wizard or something. And then part of our Sauron reveal could be him actually coming across this guy and transforming him into Ooh. the belt. I just think it would be yeah. such a cool, like, holy shit, like, you know, yeah. big moment that, that people, most average viewers would not expect at all. Uh, I don't think most like not average viewers would even expect that. <laughs> that true. That too. Yeah. But, but yeah. I guess the people book, I think most book people are irritated by the fact that he could be a wizard because the wizards like literally arrive in Middle Earth as a response to the rings already happening. And so for right. him to already be there is like silly. Like, why'd you send him? And they also come in from Valinor on a boat. So it's it's very like, ah, welcome. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're not like all this, who am I? Where am I? I need to, I can't, I can't speak, but I must get to this place that is clearly more yeah. like, so anyway whatever i could see why you're doing it for dramatic you know reasons or whatever but it would be i I will be annoyed if it's a wizard and i think yeah i mean you you will have to brace yourself for that possibility though because i i do and i i I do i do think though that this old man with this like reverse morgul blade situation saying that that comet or meteor or whatever coming down was like the sign that the dark lord is coming back or whatever I, i there must be some something that's prophesized or something that would lead you to believe like why would he think that otherwise unless he's just pulling it out of his ass but no no i i I got the sense that that was yeah Yeah, oh see i don't Mm -hmm. i just feel like it's so on the nose to have the meteor man be it that i'm hoping that like yes that is the heart oh i don't think he's sorrow no no i know no i I don't think but i think that's what like uh, 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 there's probably a decent percentage of people who like are entertaining that we also can't Mm -hmm. technically that he's not sauron but like you know, I I just kind of hope that because it does feel like the most obvious. Yeah, no, they're that... certainly, I think, setting it up to 
to try to get people to think it could be Sauron for sure. Because they did not talk about, I mean, as far as I remember, they have not talked at length about why Sauron should still be in the realm, like why, why Sauron wouldn't have gone, you know, like, so like to an average viewer, you might not be necessarily, you know, Galadriel's looking for him, but you don't know what happened to him. And like, you know, if you read the book, you know, he's a shapeshifter and he is on earth or on Arda, like now as something else, but you don't really know that yet. And this old man kind of said, oh, you take many forms. Have you heard of him? Sorry. You know, so they're yeah. giving you that information little by little, but I th- think they're certainly trying to lead you to think that that could be Sauron for sure. And so could, I mean, I don't know that they think you're guessing it with the Halbrand thing, but it could be him. It could be and then this new guy, the Adar, like could be him. It's, they're definitely teasing it. So I don't know. It's a fun little thing they've woven. And I will say that to the scene you're talking about, uh, Jackie, the, the vision at the beginning, the dream, mm-hmm. my jaw like hit the floor when they did that, honestly, because it was, it was something that, Obviously, I was like, oh, this can't be happening in real life, whatever. But I thought it looked pretty great as far as yeah, like, it looked good. It looked good. And yeah. stuff. And, and Someone that... said quite a few times it was very nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and that mixed with another thing that I want to talk about really got me excited for the first time in a big way about the scope of the show where I'm like, oh, I cannot wait until we see like a big battle in this show, like a big because it what? looks like it looks good. I didn't think that the warg looked very good in, in no. the third episode. I will say <laughs> that was the no, it does not. I was like, ooh. But overall, the effects are are doing it for me in a way that I feel like is is often missing in a lot of things lately. That I was <laughs> that I'm very happy. I liked the um the well, I didn't like, but I I thought the chase through the forest was well. That's what decent. I was going to say next. Yeah. Yeah. That that sequence. I I don't even want to talk about how many times I watched that sequence. But as many times as Jackie had to when, watch the intro, <laughs> more, honestly, more. more than I'm that. sure it's more. Watched, yeah, yeah. Because I watched the full episode four times. But oh my god! And then I watched that. I watched that sequence several times. I've, I've obsessed with this show, and I love this episode. But when he, when the kid, I can't remember his name, but when the kid was like escaping that little town, and that was all just like one shot, and the choreography with the orcs and all the practical stuff and everything, and him hiding and getting away, mm-hmm. I loved it. It was hokey and it was like whatever, but I was just here for it and I was on the edge of my seat the whole time because I don't know this kid. I don't know who he is. He's new for the show. Anything could happen to him. So I was like, okay, I'm into this. <laughs> oh, right, right. I was like, and I kind of know yeah. who he is, but well, I, mean, I just don't know, like, you know, like, I, you know, but they could do whatever they want. And that's, I think that's partly what I'm so invested with also on, on that storyline is these are new characters, but I don't know. And I like that we're building toward a battle and they're like on the footsteps of what becomes Mordor, right? So it's like, I like the thought of this kind of spreading that way, but. Watching that kid go and then a Rondir coming and saving him and that slow-mo, overlong slow-mo, but I don't care. I was here for every part of it. Running through the forest. It was just so beautiful. And then so them coming out of the woods and then having that signature Tolkien sunrise saving the day, which is what Tolkien, it's his signature. Like every big right. moment has a sunrise for Tolkien, right? <laughs> you think of like Gandalf at Helm's Deep, you love Helenor Fields with Rohan. Mm-hmm. It's just everything. That beautiful shot. And then it goes into that beautiful singing and you find out it's Disa going into the mm-hmm. mines and it's like in Casadium Disa pleading with the rocks to release the miners. I was like in tears, like weeping on the floor. I love. I thought it was, it was so, so beautiful. It was so beautiful. And Stunning. then when you found out why she was singing, I was like, I, oh, I loved it. And that's canon yeah. that they do, that that's like a thing that the dwarves do, but you've never, we've never seen it in a book. Well, and that's what I've never seen a lady dwarf. dwarf. Yeah. Like, no. She ca- casually sort of mentions it, that they're like singing at the rocks or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then just to get this extra piece of dwarf culture, 
was just so, I love that stuff. Well, and I would like to also point out, which you guys may know this, but I like I looked because my sister was like, "Was that her really singing?" And I was like, "I'm pretty sure." And I looked it up. Not only was it the actress singing, she got to basically write the song, and like do oh. like they let her write, and she did it with the actor who plays Duran, and he like was giving input and whatever, and they were like doing whatever. She refused to rehearse it. She sang it live, and it was a single oh take of that song. Wow. The first singing that live. Can you I, imagine? I, I think she's great. Like, I, she. She's the show. She's incredible. She's the she's show. Fantastic. Her and Elrond, that whole sequence, mm-hmm. I was obsessed with it. So, I, I think we talked about this, but like, just very briefly, at Comic Con, they had so many people and they did it in like batches because they, you know, they couldn't fit on the stage. And so they would just like bring people out and groups and you know they try to pass and I was in like the press pit and so like she and and uh what is the guy dwarf's name Duran Duran yeah uh they they like came out and just like had an energy about them and I was like oh I like them like I don't know and you know they were nice and they were like waving at us it was so cute they were holding hands before they went on stage they like walked out on stage holding hands you know not just as like co-stars or whatever and I was like that's so adorable you can tell Um, they did the chemistry work you know yes Mm -hmm. yes absolutely um, but e- either way, like she just was such like a light in that panel because it was too many people who were just it was it was too much. But uh, you know, from the moment I saw her, I was like, I like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now seeing her in this great moment, I was I was just like, you are the one of the best things about the show for me. It was just so beautiful. And then honestly, everything. I mean, I'm so I, I told you from the first episode, Elrond is one of my absolute favorite like walk off the page characters in this so far. Still I not love, favorite, but okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm so into his performance and like the way I I love it and his relationship with with Durin and Durin's performance is incredible as well. I, I should say one of my favorite dwarfs. One of my favorite dwarfs we probably have seen in a visualization of Middle Earth so far, like second to Gimli. I, I would say I I love his performance, but his father, which I'm still irritated, they're both alive at the same time. But whatever, I loved that scene when he goes into that throne room and he's sitting there and like it's so beautiful and like the conversation they had and the acting i was just like god this is i love this so much mhm it was fantastic it was so good <laughs> no, no notes this, really <laughs> this, this is a show that is absolutely growing on me like i thought the first two episodes were really rocky for me and i am thoroughly enjoying like looking forward to it each week now could change but <laughs> it grew yeah, it grew I mean, on me hopefully not and then, yeah. honestly, the way they ended it, too, with, like, Galadriel leaving, and as she's leaving, it's like, the Valar are crying, and the tears are falling from the tree, and it's mm-hmm. like, it was just, oh, it's just, it's poetry. So beautiful. And she just, and I was, like, laughing, because she's, like, standing on the boat, you know? But yeah. I was, like, but it's so yeah, there's Some of the logic, I'm like, oh, okay, all right, you like, I know this so is for the shot. Like, it's just so pretty. You think Galadriel sits down? Is that what you think? <laughs> I mean, have you? Yeah, you try standing on a boat, <laughs> tiny little rowboat. No, but it. I will say, I, I do think the place that it does suffer is in the script, somewhat with some of the dialogue. There are a lot of little, I feel, must be attempted callbacks to like Lord of the Rings dialogue that like it kind of irritates me. Like when Gladiator's like, they're scattered, leaderless. I'm like, scattered, divided. Yeah, no. Like, it's like, okay. <laughs> things like that. But, but, which, whatever. But I do think And maybe that you have to be as... like a nerd like us to notice them, but there's, they're like five or six oh, yeah. episodes. Oh, yeah. They are there. They are, they are there for yeah. sure. And 
uh, it's just one of those things where I think it 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 suffers from not having Tolkien dialogue to lean on because it doesn't because these are not books, right? So it's right. like they don't have Tolkien dialogue to be putting in here, which ev- even the Hobbit movies are littered with actual Tolkien dialogue, you know, and it's like, and I love it. Like that's what they do and they do it really well. But he has a love him or dislike his writing. He's got a, a poetic way of, of piecing words together. <laughs> so it's the thing where when they use it nicely and appropriately and it kind of, it, it helps it shine a little bit. And I, I'm not, I don't dislike the writing here, but I can, I can point to some scenes where I'm like, God, I loved how that was written. I love that. I love that. But then there's a lot where I'm kind of like, Oh, this could have used another pass. <laughs> but yeah, it's a very I, small I, complaint I have. I agree with that. I, I mean, as much as I've like grown to like the show, there are still things that I'm like, and, and some of the actors, I don't know if they could handle more yeah. prosaic language. Yeah, they may not be able to. But speaking of your favorite Elrond, I did like the little <laughs> bit where we got to see Elf Elf Sight. I thought that was kind of cool. Like, we've never seen that. And one of my sadnesses about Galadriel so far is we don't really get to see her magic yet. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was kind of fun to see Elrond using his, you know, and kind of when he's like spying on Disa and Durin talking oh. and he can hear what they're saying, but he's like zoomed in on them. It was a little hokey the way they made it look, but I was like, oh, we've never seen it actually. You get yeah. Legolas, what do your elf eyes see? But you don't see it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought it was kind of fun to see it because uh, I would like there to be a little bit more, a little more magic and stuff kind of happening, which I think we'll get. I thought the Palantir I, vision I, was really cool. The way they did yeah, that. so what, what is, do, do you know what's up with that Palantir? I assumed it was like, a, you know, shows you visions of the future, not always comes to pass and then like gets inside your head. I'm curious. I don't know exactly what they're doing with it, really. Obviously, the Palantir, we know. It, you can see potential what could pass type of stuff like but you see you can see the past and 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 see threads a lot of the time and understanding how things ended up happening because of this this and this in the past mm-hmm. like the butterfly effect type of thing in the planters but it's never really explicitly said that like they are factually prophets, objective you know, like, yeah like that you're, yeah and so this they seem to be making a big deal about something to do with this one versus the others and the others I'm guessing are all with Adain, like the people that are faithful to the elves mm-hmm. on the different part of the island that are not in the palace or the capital. And I, yeah, I'm not really sure what connection they're going to be weaving with those. But I will say the Palantir were all made by Feanor, who is the one who made the Silmarils. And they've talked about him a few times. So I don't know what that means. But they might be trying <laughs> to weave something about the way his magic worked <laughs> or something like that. You know? Yeah, but, we'll have to find out, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, and one thing that got me a little bit excited, and this is like ultra nerd zone, but uh, our Farazan, like the guy that's like Muriel's cousin, the queen's cousin, but the mm-hmm. one who is like... Be- Beardy, Beardy Mc... Yeah, Beardy, Beardy face. Man, yeah. Know? Yeah, he's presumably will become a huge deal, I think, but he he made a a, a comment about Armenelos, which is like the capital of Numenor. Uh-huh. And I had to go back and look this up because I was like, wait a second, but... The rights to this show very specifically talk about appendices from Lord of the Rings and kind of talking about how we got here from since the Silmarillion, right? Yeah. And Armenelos is is like a concept that because Numenor is explored so much more in the Silmarillion and like the unfinished tales, like it's not fleshed out as much in the uh-huh. appendices. That is a a word and a name as are many things in Numenor that are not in those appendices. 
and I don't know, I'm sure there are other things, but it's something that was brought up and said that was written, that, that they put in the show that is from Silmarillion and Unfinished Tales. Only. And that got me excited because it, it just, it, all it means is that there may be more to these. We don't know the, the full extent of the rights that they got because they have, they've been kind of tight-lipped about some of it. And there may be more that they can do than we thought. So they said that, yes, they only have the appendices, but that they are working with the Tolkien estate. There's a version of everything we need for the Second Age in the books we have the rights to, as long as we're painting within those lines and not egregiously contradicting something we don't have the rights to. There's a lot of leeway and room to dramatize and tell some of the best stories Tolkien ever came up with. Okay, okay. So they're getting like special permissions when they're They're also working with the estate. So I think it's as long as it's not like hey, we are saying, we are referring to this thing and we are, uh, you know, completely disagreeing with the way it's represented in the Silmarillion. Yeah. And, you know, I think they've been blessed. And I'm sure they have to go every, like lots of lawyers and, uh, you know, the estate looks over it. But I don't think the estate was like, you cannot, you know, yeah. I, I think they're being generous at present with their um No, and that's, that's really exciting because, because Peter Jackson's rights were not like that. Right. He had a lot more shackles, like uh, what he could, you know, and it was very specific. And I feel like that's exciting because it, it means that they're kind of, you know, it's smart, but they're leaving it open to possibilities of not saying, oh, we're going to get a Silmarillion adaptation next. I'm not saying that. I just mean like what we can explore further and kind of bring into the show as far as even flashbacks and things go in future seasons, you know? Because mm-hmm. yeah. they talked about a lot of big concepts that they could really flesh out in a way that would be really, I think, beneficial to the storytelling that I just didn't think they could. I think it's going to be probably more along the lines of these like references to things that somebody with a deep knowledge would get. But I, I, for now, I'm going to guess like for now. Yeah. But well, there's also five seasons. So, but there's a for now scenario in which they're like, just kidding, stick to your lane. Like we don't even think about it. Right. So I think they are being very selective with how they approach it. Yeah. Yeah. It just means that there's a possibility. Yeah, yeah, the door is not closed. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah, yeah, and so that's exciting. And yeah, they could close it, but they could also open it. And I don't know. It's just exciting to to think about what they could do. Just I'm nerding out. I'm loving it. We'll continue watching it. It's not even a question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I think it's more of a question at this point of like how many times a week are we going to watch each episode? For me, it's still one. But (laughs) all right. Well, in addition to that, we're watching what? What else did we watch this week? I watched a show on Netflix, or I guess a mini series on Netflix, three episodes, but called The Sins of Our Mother. Have you heard of this? Oh, I started watching that, but I zoned out a little bit. Ooh, my bad. It's wild. Like, is it? Really, really disturbing stuff, which is right up my alley. But it's, it's, uh, I think you'd like it, Jackie. It's oh. true crime, essentially. <laughs> and it's like three parts, but for once, it was one that I was like, oh, it used all three parts for me. Like, I, it probably nice. could have been condensed, but I but oh, I was more like yeah. I was like okay no no but that's still yeah. you know yeah. usually it's like two yeah. and I'm done yeah and then uh, I did a couple like extremely well one extremely late night and one extremely early morning movie in between my work schedule <laughs> this weekend which was kind of wild but uh, I watched Barbarian which Dana obviously I'm sure you're running out to see very soon but absolutely but. Uh, it I heard was really surprisingly good things. Decent. Just, yeah, surprisingly yeah. decent. It ended up being kind of this like commentary on womanhood. I almost feel like in a weird way, which saying yeah. as a man, I know sounds you know, but in a way that I that felt to me like it was done respectfully and, and well. But I I don't who knows. But but I thought it was good. And then the other one, the Woman King, which I adored. I loved it. Same. I was. I'd heard it was good, kind but I away. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, this is basically like Black Lady 300, and I am very much here for it. Yeah, Lashana yeah, Lynch, I will say, I, I, I like her as much as the next person, but this made me now where like if she's in something I will I will go watch it because she's in it oh I already was on board with that but I I wasn't there I I liked her but I didn't you know care yeah yeah I I was surprised I felt like they undersold her part in it like it's very much all the advertising has been like the Viola Davis show which is great but I was like Lashana Lynch has a really great big role in this and I love it Jackie I've been re-watching Drag Race actually so I was helping educate our friend uh, Marlena, she was with me one night and we were watching Celebrity Drag Race and then she wanted to watch more Drag Race, but she hasn't really watched the seasons like all the way through. So we started with season six. Obviously. Oh my. And then I haven't stopped watching because you just get Continuing it from six, just kind of going yeah. through it. Nice. Because it just, you know, but it's making mm-hmm. me want to go back and watch some of the earlier seasons too. So, yeah. you know, we'll see how that goes. But I'm about to text her and be like, you better go watch season one so you can see Chad, my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> and also the amazing Vaseline smeared cameras, like yes. soft lighting, four by three. Flawless. <laughs> well, I just wanted to, I wanted to make sure that we watched one that was like, that would grab oh, yeah. her and be like, this is the best and you really need to watch it. Right, well, right. yeah, because the, the season six is like, yeah, okay, this is something that I need to watch. And, yeah, like the original ones have their charm, of course, but something like season six, the show had become by then, right? Where it right. was, it, it was then what it has become now, as far as like vibe goes, and so it's a good, it's a good starting point. Let's see. I watched The Woman King as well. Absolutely enjoyed it. I pulled a Jackie and tapped out of a film for possibly the first time in a very Ooh. long time. Interesting. Um, there was a film called Medieval that came out very quietly, possibly, and it had Ben Foster and Michael Caine and like Matthew Good. And so I was like, all right, like, let's see what's happening here. I, <laughs> I, one of the worst. I just I couldn't I, I don't even know if it was one of the worst movies. I was just so bored. And I was like, I need to stop. I, I don't even want to put this on the background anymore. I just don't want to watch it anymore. And it's the story of a, a Czech warlord king not warlord but like a bohemian military commander who never lost a battle and you know no disrespect to this historical figure who i think is you know possibly legendary among czech people but this is the worst possible representation it seems like on film that they could have it was it was just brutal Hated so it. worse than pinocchio wow Ooh. <laughs> good like on a scale of new mutants to pinocchio where do we rate this I know because I finished New Mutants and Pinocchio, so I guess sure worse. Because I don't tap out of films often, but I I yeah. could not do this. I also Pinocchio I at least had the like what the hell aspect exactly. to it, right? This, this, this had this what the hell, but I was like, slog. I just don't. It's so confusing, and it, you know, it's a bunch of like siblings betraying each other, and you know, yeah. romance. <laughs> and then the other film I started, and I didn't intentionally tap out per se, and I haven't picked it up back up yet and i don't know if i will but it was do revenge on netflix just like oh i was vaguely gonna watch that but then i was uh, they've been comparing it to like clueless and stuff oh it's definitely not socials and i'm yeah and i'm just like like and i it is just insulting you know what i mean and so i was like so i would have wanted to watch it before they pretended that it could possibly be at that level so 
it's i mean the only way it's like clueless is in that it takes place at like a very prepped school in florida i was like you should all be sweating much more than you are <laughs> you know and the colors are very pastel and like 90s looking and and, and it stars a lot people. of that stuff it stars people <laughs> it has a script there are there's music there's music in it i i think there's Right, of uh, tw- 24 to 30 year olds playing teenagers. Let's not mm-hmm. forget. Yeah. The, you know, I didn't hate it. I just didn't, I, I had to take a break from watching it for something and then I d- haven't picked it up yet, but I'm not like opposed to going back to it. But yeah, it was a, it was an interesting one because I saw a lot of, I, the, you know, part of the reason I sort of got sucked into it is because I saw a video of the stars reading the AMC Nicole Kidman opening at their premiere <laughs> like in front of, I was like okay what's happening here like y'all are funny like what's what's going on but it wasn't bad I I you know I just I haven't finished it yet oh so they they earned your viewership then yeah I think so it's certainly better than uh, medieval again so with these low bars least, Dana. with these low low <laughs> bars so low, low 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 bars like if given the choice to watch that moon knight or medieval Oh, do revenge a million times over. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. But that is it. Thank you both. Yes, thank you. Thank you, as per usual, to Jackie and Matt. And now a couple of quick follow-up points. So Jessica Drew, a.k.a. Spider-Woman, first debuted in February of 1977. So she certainly predates any sort of agreement between Sony and Marvel regarding film and TV rights. So she did get lumped into that agreement about the Spider-Universe belonging to Sony for now. At one point, it was announced that there will be a Spider-Women, plural, spinoff at Sony with Spider-Gwen, Cindy Moon, a.k.a. Silk, and Jessica Drew. And then there's also the live action Silk series we referred to. It was also reported that Issa Rae will be voicing Jessica Drew in the Into the Spider-Verse animated sequel. And while that doesn't technically impact the streaming series ability to have Jessica Drew in it, it certainly would make it more complicated regarding rights. And so I'm kind of guessing that that is a team up that we will not be seeing. Also, as for Silk, just an additional update, the character has technically appeared in the MCU in live action already. Cindy Moon, the character, appeared in Spider-Man Homecoming as a classmate of Peter Parker's and then made a cameo in Avengers Infinity War, but it seems highly unlikely that it would be the same actress in the Sony show if the Sony show is still happening. There hasn't been anything to suggest that the show is not happening. There just haven't been updates on it in a while, which, you know... Things can take a long time in Hollywood, but things can also quietly go away. So we will see about these additional spider characters, but I don't think we will be seeing that team up with Daredevil in the streaming Disney Plus MCU extension. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.